everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 290th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to welcome back Caleb Burnett for another installment of Dinoscore, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise, where we discuss Caleb's work on Beyond the Gates. If you haven't seen Beyond the Gates, it's uh, it's been basically this monthly drop of... Uh, pre-orders and stuff like that over on Target uh, from Jurassic Outpost and Mattel and, and Target. Uh, all with some really, really fun merch that you can pre-order. And uh, we're going to be talking all about the music that he created that you can hear under each episode of Beyond the Gates. And uh, we're going to talk about everything that went into it. And don't forget, this is the final week for Beyond the Gates. So please be sure to check out that last episode on Wednesday, September 15th and you never know what's going to pop up for a pre-order. So, uh, before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. So, hopping over to YouTube, uh, we did a toy hunt last week. I was able to track down uh, some new figures and uh, Lego and uh, all kinds of stuff out there. So, please go check out that. It's going to be in our show notes. And I also wanted to point out our live stream from last week, Wednesday nights. As always, Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, I did a live stream talking about Jurassic World Aftermath. Uh, We talked a little bit about Evolution 2, the Spinosaurus, how it could tie into uh, Camp Cretaceous Season 4, and there were so many more things. I opened up the question to Twitter to see what people wanted to hear about, so we discussed all those different things, and uh, we had a great time. That was such a fun stream. And of course, we're going to be doing it again Wednesday night, like I just said, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on YouTube. And uh, I don't know what else we'll be talking about, but we'll surely be discussing the Beyond the Gates finale uh, and whatever pops up in there. I also do have a toy hunt going live for you on Monday, so please check that out as well. But we do have a fun episode lined up here for you today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and strike up the band and hit play on another installment of Dinoscore, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise.
Welcome everybody to Dinoscore, the music of the Jurassic Park franchise. Today, we're, we're branching outside of the films. You know, we haven't even really gotten started on the films all that much, but we're branching outside of the films, uh, outside of Camp Cretaceous and, and the video games, and we're diving into the toy line, the toy world, I guess you could say, with Beyond the Gates, uh, which is a monthly show revealing all of the latest pre-orders from the Jurassic toy lines. And, and as always, I want to welcome in my good buddy, Caleb Burnett, who you may or may not know. Actually, he actually created the music behind the series. So, Caleb, welcome back. What's up? I am glad to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, man, me too. I uh, Anytime when, when we can record these uh, Dino Score segments, I'm like super pumped because like, like I always say, this is a segment that I've wanted to do for years and to actually like have it be a thing is, is so fun. And uh, to get to talk about something specifically that, hey, you made and, and you're a part of, that's even more exciting, to be honest. Like, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of it's crazy. And like, you know, I don't know if we're going to have video on this, but like, I have a massive smile on my face just thinking about <laughs> the fact that I got to make music for an official Jurassic thing. Like, it was, it was so much fun. It was a blast. So, and I, I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, let's, uh, you know, what? you sent over a, a track here. Um, why don't, why don't we get into this real quick? We'll play this and then we'll kind of get into the conversation. So, um, set yeah. up this, just give me a quick setup on, uh, this intro fanfare. Yeah. So long story short, um, when, <laughs> When they, asked, when they asked me to do music for the Beyond Gates, um, they, they kind of told me all the different music they needed. And one of the things they needed was a was a stinger or a fanfare or like a, a theme that was at the beginning and the end that would be like memorable. And uh, sort of the, the note they gave me was like something that felt at home in the Jurassic universe, but wasn't like something that had already been written. So, yeah. okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a listen. Let's see how it fits in. There you go. Yeah, I so you, you hear that at the end of every Beyond the Gates episode. <laughs> so. Nice. And you know you know what's nice about that? I'm sure we'll dive into all this stuff deeper, but like you can hear so many different things from, from like a Jurassic thing right there. So, uh, but let's go back to the beginning um, and just talk, just tell me how exciting it has this been to actually have toy reveals. This is not even the, the music itself, but just to know that like, hey, we're gonna. You guys are gonna start a project, Jurassic Outpost, uh, Mattel, uh, with Target and everything, and you're gonna start something that's gonna be revealing toys. I know you're a collector. How exciting is that? Just in general, to have something along these lines. I know I've always wanted uh, something exactly like this, so it's got to be exciting, right? Yeah, I I am definitely a collector, and so um, what Beyond the Gates is like, I would say is it's a series like for fans that's also made by fans. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's in collaboration with universal and Mattel and target. Um, and it just showcases those upcoming toys and collectibles and those high end things. And so um, that's how it was described to me sort of to start. Um, and what's funny is 
I was, as a composer and a musician, I was actually kind of like neck deep in a couple of projects at (laughs) at the time. And I was like really busy. And I had, I had told my girlfriend, I was like, you know, like I need to like, I need a break. Like I I might have to say no to something if it, whatever the next thing I get asked to do is. And then (laughs) uh, Jurassic Outpost and Chris Pugh and Jackie Lamar (laughs) sent me a message and they were like, Hey man, like we've, we've got this upcoming (laughs) Jurassic project and like we, we, we'd love it if you wanted to do the music for it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I, there is absolutely zero chance of me saying no to this. Like I, I would never say no. And, um, it's just been a a really fantastic time. So much fun to work on. And as a, as a collector, like you said, like that, that might be the most exciting thing, honestly, is like. I, you know, got to write music for these really cool toys that that I am absolutely going to turn around and buy. And so it, it's been fantastic. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just from, you know, from my perspective, like knowing that there is something like this has been so exciting. You know, for years, Star Wars has done similar kind of things where they reveal something, you know, maybe once a week or just a big like all at once kind of reveal. And we've we've been saying this for years, like, hey, we need something like that for Jurassic. And to have that come out and to have it be like a fan project in a way is is really, really cool. So that's awesome. So congratulations, first off. And and thank you for creating some fun stuff. It's awesome. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, I, I would just say, like, from a Jurassic collector's perspective, I think that Mattel has created like some of the best Jurassic toys that we've ever had. Yeah. And like, you know, people are picky and like some of them are different or whatever. Like people don't like it, but like (laughs) from a collector's perspective, like these toys are like amazing. Like, yeah, they're great. (laughs) Now this, this is where everybody's like, yeah, but you know, you just made the music for Mattel. Of course you would say that, but no, really like, (laughs) like really, I do. I do believe that as well. I think like, I've said that kind of time and time again, and I always I'm I'm a little afraid to say it just because like you know how how much we all love like the Kenner stuff, um, you mm-hmm. know from back in the '90s, and and it it is truly great stuff and really fun innovative stuff, and it sparked our imagination. It continued continued us being fans like until today. Um, oh yeah, but to have Mattel creating toys that like literally just don't stop like there's i cannot believe that there's no end in sight ever for this um first off but like the fact that these toys do like match up and stack up against some of the old stuff and uh they they do you know create some really fun and innovative like cool sculpts and uh paint jobs and just stuff like that so it's always really exciting to see what's coming and and uh kind of get a glimpse at where what they're thinking about and specifically with these videos you do get to see like a lot of insight into the the process from start to finish, uh, creating these yeah. things as well, and that's not, not something you always get to see. So that is that is really cool that uh, that these you know videos do give you that insight into the process. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the coolest things about Beyond the Gates is you know getting to hear from these folks at Mattel, who you know th- this is going to sound like they paid me to say this, but like <laughs> I I hope Mattel has the license to Jurassic like forever because they're making great stuff yeah and you know the people you hear from on beyond the gates and in other places you know when they talk about the jurassic property and the franchise and 
and Kenner and all the past toys, like they have a true appreciation for what the franchise is. And they, they really understand, you know, they understand a lot of what fans want and they, they, they understand the whole thing and they themselves are, are fans of the franchise and fans of the toys. And so like, I, I, I think they're great and it's, Mm -hmm. it's really exciting that they have the license. I want them to keep it. So, (laughs) yeah, I remember like, the moment that we we found out that that Mattel was taking over it was such like a an interesting time because we didn't know we just got off of you know a toy line that was pretty disappointing where none of us mm-hmm. really we we got the stuff <laughs> some of it not all of it but we're like yeah. we're, even though we got it and we have it in our carts we bring it home we're we're all looking at it like you know what happened to the nineties? Where did it go? Um, so when Mattel, <laughs> when Mattel, you know, got the license again, that was just so exciting or not, not again, but just got the license. It was so exciting um, to, to wonder what they were going to bring and hope that they could do something, you know, bigger and better. And I think they absolutely have. And they, they've given us just way more than I could have ever imagined. So that's, that's been awesome. And you're right. Like hearing from the people that make them, they actually like there is so much love and and um knowledge back there and i know you know sometimes people question you know this doesn't look exactly like the thing on screen but like there are so many things involved you know in creating these these toys from start to finish it's it's not just like hey we're going to look at the film and then make something off of it they, there's so many pieces involved in this giant puzzle of making a toy but they do a phenomenal job i think across the board you know yes there's some misses but oh, like yeah. overall it's amazing um yeah. so no i right. i i completely agree and <laughs> what i will say without getting myself in trouble is that you know, there are, I'll, I'll be vague and say that, you know, when it comes to like what, what certain dinosaurs look like or what certain sculpts are or whatever, like there are, there are so many contracts and licenses Mm -hmm. and people like so many more than you would ever think are involved (laughs) in that kind of stuff. And so, you know, like it just, it just makes it, a very complicated process at times Mm -hmm. but like i like like we said like in the end like these toys look pretty amazing yeah when you know the behind the scenes and you know how this stuff you know has to get approved and made you you can't believe that toys actually get made like it's just it's impressive that (laughs) that toys are actually on the shelf since 2018 consistently with like no gaps like that's really really Mm -hmm. impressive um all right but enough enough of the love show come on let's let's bring it back to the beginning (laughs) let's bring it back to the beginning uh of this project so i know you kind of set it up before with with jack and chris tell us how you kind of got into this whole thing and 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 what was your thought process back then yeah so so like i sort of said before like jack and chris from jurassic outpost reached out to me and said hey we're working on a an official Jurassic thing with Universal. And, you know, when they first asked me, they couldn't really say much at the time. <laughs> but it was like, I, there was no way I was saying no. So it was like, yes, I, immediately it was like, yes, absolutely. I want to work on this with you guys. Um, and they, like, what what they've made is, is fantastic. Um, but, like, so the thought process in the beginning was kind of they... They sort of gave me an outline of what Beyond the Gates was likely to be, uh, which was 
a show showcasing new toys with a very specific intro and outro and you know in the middle it was going to be sort of a you know a an in-depth showcase of the toy and how it was made and all of those things and so there were there were specific types of music that they needed for each each section um and the intro actually the rexy and the gates and the jungle and all of that um they actually actually needed a little bit of uh sound design from me for that as well so like all of the all of the sound design during the episode like the the tech techie noises and all of those weird things um jack actually did those um mm -hmm. and then like the the jungle and the gate opening sounds and and the bugs and the birds in the jungle i i chose those sounds which was fun um that's nice and the yeah and then the um rexy in the beginning like uh like all of those they they got those assets from universal obviously but like all of those sounds for rexy like are like come with her which is cool um and so yeah so there's like the sound the sound design in the opening and the you know the original jurassic music that is there for a second um right. and let then, me let, let me bring up let me bring up the the first episode real quick i think it's yeah right yeah. here let's just hear what that intro is as you're describing welcome to beyond the gates an all-new jurassic mini show from the fans for the fans the gates are open. Chris from Jurassic <laughs> Outpost here, and we are. All right, so so yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, just you know your typical Jurassic theme there, and then I love that sound design because there's there's so many things like you you want to connect like audibly, like you hear the gate opening, you hear the jungle, you hear so much in there that you're not necessarily oh, yeah. registering, but without those things, you'd be like, oh, it feels like maybe something's missing. But it sounds great. The the Rex sounds sure. everything sounds fantastic in that intro. There's. There, thank you. There's like, you know, there's, I think there's like three separate sort of sound patches there. There's the bugs, there's mm -hmm. the jungle, amb or the, there's the jungle ambience with the bugs, and then there's the birds, and then there's the <laughs> the gates opening. So it's like all, all of that stuff sort of combines to create that environment in the beginning, which is cool. So right, let's take one more listen real quick and, and, and listen out for all of those different sounds. <laughs> Well, first off, I mean, you got like the T Rex is like, like a, you know, like you hear like an audible. Yeah, like, there's just there are so many like little nuances to the Rex too, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, the the footsteps, the roar. Welcome to Beyond the like the gate is so subtle, but it's it's just like mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so subtle, but it sounds great. <laughs> but but if if the little creaking noise wasn't there, it, it might exactly. feel weird. It so, would feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Beyond the Gates, an all new Jurassic. Man. And of and of course, Chris Chris talking right there. So, um, but yeah, that beautiful that... long haired Chris. <laughs> just getting <laughs> just getting longer and longer as the weeks yeah. go by. <laughs> months, months, I should say. Yeah. So yes. that's that's awesome. That's that's another additive thing that you just never expected when when they pitched this. Did they, did he did he say look? We we need you to make some music, okay? And just imagine this. Imagine this. I I I want a cool intro with with a T Rex and a gate opening, and then imagine me with my hair. Week one, it's pretty good length, but then by week, however long, eight, it's down <laughs> to here, 
<laughs> Did he say that? that? He obviously said that, right? He said, yeah, I'm going to look <laughs> like Philip Seymour Hoffman in Twister. <laughs> Oh man, that's so, funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, like uh, you know the the sound and the music there is 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 really just like one part. Like the the CG and the other artists that you know they that Outpost mm-hmm. hired to create all that stuff. Man, like they they did an incredible job. So yeah, oh for sure, yeah, yeah. Everything looks legit. It looks believable. You know, like that this is an official product. So. <laughs> excuse me um and that that intro music it, it's not pulled from anything else is that something you uh you know arranged yourself uh no that's actually you know uh a you know universal has all the music assets oh okay cool from cool, john yeah. williams and everybody from the films and so that's that's something that was just dropped in nice yeah. nice yeah i mean it sounds legit i was like mm, i don't know does you know I know he's got some skills, so maybe he made that. I don't know. Uh, I, I try. I try to make things sound that good. <laughs> All right. So, so what's the next step? You, uh, you know, you, you, you get this idea for what you've got, and and you want music in the middle and and all over the place. Give me the the next steps here. Yeah. So the next step was, you know, the next section of each episode is is the showcase and the interviews with the Mattel folks, and so. What uh, I and I, I love telling people this because it's kind of humorous. But the, so the the description of like the type of music that they wanted for that section that I got from Chris was if you could make some sort of Jurassic lo-fi music. Ooh, okay. And I was like, okay, and yeah. which is you know Jurassic and lo-fi are two words that had never been together ever before. <laughs> so um so it's interesting like so i pulled you know there are the the very staple orchestra orchestra elements of normal jurassic music you know strings and brass and mm-hmm. and woodwinds um and and all of those things are in there but there's also sort of like a a, a lo-fi beat in there nice sort of sort of driving the whole thing I, which was I, which is really fun to make like and fun to sync up the beat and the orchestra and all of that and i will say that there were a couple of drafts that i sent them before the final thing that were very different and like <laughs> really interesting if 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 we ever like maybe we'll talk about those sometime later but like what yes. what we landed on is is definitely like the best <laughs> the best out of the drafts but yeah. well, that's amazing so. I, I yeah you gotta i gotta hear these sometime because like lo-fi is is something that i am listening to like constantly it, yeah. it gets you through the day it's it's you know if you're if you're like in a bad mood it's just like let's just put this on it's just like it'll take your blood pressure down you can relax you can chill and like i'll i'll edit to that i'll i'll you know write my notes for shows i'll do all that stuff all day long and even in our live streams i like talk mm-hmm. the whole time with lo with lo-fi just in the background because I feel like it needs oh, yeah. something. It, it always feels good when you're talking over some lo-fi. I feel bad right now. There's no lo-fi talk you know, <laughs> underneath. I, I could just look. Look here. This is how. This is how obsessed I am with it. Here it is. It's right here. I have it. I have it synced up right in my yeah. my program right here. And if we we just want to talk with some lo-fi, we can. And it's nice. It's peaceful. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's chill. It's chill. It's not in your face. Yeah. You know, and but you know, most Jurassic music 
is not chill and it is mm. in your face. Yeah, yeah. So you obviously so, were you were thinking Jurassic Park 3 in your head. You're like this is the most chill music I can think of, right? <laughs> uh no, I mean like so it was it was like it was a little bit of a challenge, I'll be honest, mm -hmm. like finding that balance because you know, I I knew what lo-fi elements I needed to bring in and then sort of to get the strings, you know, the, the strings are, they're creating a little rhythm that drives the whole thing, but they're pretty, they're pretty chill. And then the things that come in that I think make it really Jurassic in that section of each episode are like, there's these brass swells, like when you see toys and there's little flute runs that are, mm -hmm. that feel very Jurassic, um, just in certain, they, they seem to fall in different spots in every episode, just depending on how it's edited. But like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not something you can just say like, well, I made it once and then I just drag it in there. Right. It's like, yeah, you got to actually like sync these up per episode because things are falling at different times, depending on the conversation. Yeah. Well, and like it was, it was just such a fun challenge because <laughs> I, I love Jurassic and, you know, I made, I made this track like in the genre that they wanted, but then I got to like add little things on top that made it feel very, very in, in the Jurassic world. So it was fun. So I do still have episode one synced up. I, I don't know what you got in here, but let's, uh, let's take another listen here. Unique premium line of beers uh, by super Ooh, fans. I dig it. Yeah. Fans. And it offers I can, I, fan favorite characters. Getting that vibe. Exactly what you're saying. It's very chill. So we really brought the details of this Velociraptor to life. There's I like it. Vibrant colors in the paint. We you got to listen under the talking. And but, swipes to get mm -hmm. those details. We were and, able to and you can tell like there are like only... so I know the 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 people listening uh, on the podcast, which that's the only place we're releasing it. They can't see the visuals here, but there's like swipes and different things, and you can actually hear those just synced over top of the music there, which is cool. Yeah, but I dig that. I dig uh, any anytime you can just have like a very chill Jurassic style soundtrack. I like that a lot. Oh yeah. Well, and like that, what we ended up on that track is it like exactly what it needed to be because it it it's it doesn't interfere with anything that's going on, but it sort of just provides a thematic baseline that mm -hmm. feels Jurassic and you know carries it through. But like the the draft before that one was like much more beat heavy and felt more like <laughs> like trap music. Uh huh. So if you can if you can imagine Jurassic Trap, <laughs> I'm down. Like, I'm, you know, that's, I'm down for anything. <laughs> that's that's what the the draft before that was, and maybe maybe I'll release that to the world sometime. I but. I need some like I need some like Jurassic Skrillex. I think that would be a good a good mix. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> That'd be fun. Give me something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to this this middle section, so each episode, the beginning and the end are the same. Is the middle the same uh, each episode or no? Yeah. So when they when they first asked me to do this, and we were discussing like logistics and and you know what everything was going to look like, they said you know that we're we're gunning for each episode to try and be around two and a half minutes. And so like, you know, there's intro and outro on each end and then the middle, the middle is the middle. And so if you, if you look at each episode of the Beyond the Gates, like they're around, they're around two and a half minutes, but some of them are just like 
seven or eight seconds longer. Maybe they're like four or five seconds shorter, just depending on what the toy is and what the Mattel folks have to say about it and, and everything like that. So usually that middle track is just sort of shifted and edited around to, to sync up with whatever mm-hmm. the content is in the middle. So nice. Yeah. It makes it, makes it easy to, to plug and play. You're not necessarily like creating something exactly new every time, but, but the way that uh, the audio design is made, it, it, it makes it a little bit different every time. Yeah. I, uh, man, I, I love the visuals too. I know, I know we're, we're really talking about the, uh, the music here, but I've, I've been, you know, scrolling through the videos and just like seeing all the pictures and, and the videos of these, these, uh, figures. And, and that's been actually something that like, you know, as, as people who end up seeing a lot of these toys, like early, I guess you could say, like they do end up like either leaking out or we do see them somehow some way or another um and sometimes mm-hmm. you're like man like i don't know like i'm not sure if i want this one or not but then like they get to beyond the gates and you're like oh okay like it looks it looks fantastic now like i i get it i yeah. get the visual now it works you seeing seeing the toys like in someone's presence and in their hands mm-hmm. like physically like it just as a as a collector like i would say that that it's a whole new perspective honestly for me because it's like it's it's different than it being in the box it's different from just like photos on the internet so that's that's a good thing about beyond the gates is like it gives people that perspective so so you you know you want to create a like a lo-fi track kind of thing here and the intro is obviously just jp the outro uh which we heard already we'll get to that in a minute but like was there any other like specific vibes that you you wanted to give off with this middle section uh any kind of like scores that came to mind when you're when you're creating this is there something you wanted to kind of mimic or or do or or was that something guided by universal at all uh i mean i i'm as a musician and composer i am aware of like or i was aware of what lo-fi is but I wouldn't say that I was, nor am I, like, a huge listener of lo-fi. And so, like, I had to do a lot of research as far as, like, what what people considered lo-fi, what kinds of lo-fi people liked, like, what what kind of lo-fi might fit here. And so, like, I don't, I don't remember, like, I think I actually looked, I looked up, like, what the definition of lo-fi was if I remember correctly. And I was like, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, the definition was something like, you know, the, the sounds are very processed, mm-hmm. like as far as production goes, like there's always sort of a beat and then there's, there's other elements, whether it's like synthesized or, or instruments or whatever. And it's, it's very low key and it's very chill. So like, I just had to find, excuse me, I had to find my own take on I dig it. lo-fi and then you know add some jurassic stuff and that's that's probably why like there were a couple of drafts before we landed on this is because i was sort of like figuring out what jurassic <laughs> lo-fi needed to be and what was gonna work under toys and people talking so yeah. yeah did you think about any like particular like jurassic score or anything as you're as you're trying to because like you you just did you just start making notes or did you like actually think like hey i want this to maybe sound similar to 
you know, a certain track on the Jurassic Park score or anything like that? Um, I I wouldn't say like I modeled modeled it after like any particular like Jurassic score or cue mm-hmm. like, but like Jurassic scores and Jurassic music moments definitely have like particular instruments involved and particular like keys and chords involved. I would definitely mm-hmm. say that. So like, you know, I you know a, a lot of Beyond the Gates is in B flat. Okay. And that's that's because B flat is in every Jurassic movie. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, the the main the main theme of Jurassic is it is in a B flat world and you know, it just carries throughout the whole franchise. So like if you ask composers and musicians like you're going to get one of two answers about whether like certain keys and chords have certain meanings. Mm-hmm. But like, I I'm someone who will tell you that like certain keys and chords absolutely have certain meanings. Mm-hmm. And so like any time, I mean, seriously, anytime I hear B flat or which is what like the Island fanfare is when they get to the Island, that's very in a B flat world. And like the, the other main theme like at the end of the film that's on piano that's that's mostly in a d um, d major world so like any any time i hear those two keys it's it hits me in a very jurassic way mm-hmm. so like that that's definitely a perspective i took to creating this music i was like okay let's because like even people who are are not musicians are not you know acquainted with music theory or the music world like when when you hear songs in certain keys or you hear certain chords, like it's it's gonna give a response for you, especially if you're a big fan of Jurassic and you hear hear a fanfare in B flat or you hear a thing in D, like it's yeah, I I personally think like it's just gonna feel right. So and mm-hmm. I I think it does. So oh for sure. Yeah. Um so so bring us to you know I don't know where do you do this at your desk or are you doing it right there like talk about the creation <laughs> process uh what are you doing like how are you how are you layering these things like uh, just talk about the creation of the music itself like putting this yeah. all together for sure um so on the Jurassic Lo-Fi thing that was really sort of the first thing was finding a sort of a patch or a library for the beat element Mm -hmm. that I liked, you know, that, uh, like I said before, the the draft before the final one was a little beat heavy. So I tried to find a good beat that was not, not super like low is kind of just in the middle as far as like pitch goes. (laughs) So it was, and like not super in your face, just sort of there to drive everything yeah. Um, you know, season and, two, season uh, two, you got to do the whole drum build up where it's like that, 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 and then the beat drops like, boom, and then it's all of a sudden just drop. like, there's the toy right there. Yeah. Just a huge beat drop right there. I think that would be great. Just, just, no, I've been you know, about save like, that stuff, just stuff it in your drawer for next time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been thinking about like if, if there is more beyond the gates, which would be fantastic. Um, Like what, how is, how is the music going to evolve? How is it going to, mm-hmm maybe change but um no so i i found a good sort of beat element that i liked that felt felt more chill but still worked and 
then on top of that, I I knew I wanted to have strings in it because it Jurassic, you know, is is orchestra, like the the scores, you mm-hmm. know, like that's that's what they're gonna be, and so brought the strings in, and there's sort of that sort of still string that's carried throughout, but there's also just sort of a, another rhythmic string that you can hear. Um, and yeah, and then like the the beat and the strings are really sort of the the foundation and the core of the whole thing. And then like on top of that is those brass swells and the flute runs that, you know, I, I chose chose chords and, and things that sort of felt felt like they were in a Jurassic world. So, yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so it sounds like a lot, you know, it's, it, it's obviously a lot of work. So how, how long do you have? Because these things are dropping. Uh, they've been dropping every month. Um, I didn't, I didn't state it before, but um, this, this is the last one coming up in a few days as far as the uh, release of this episode here for this podcast. But I know you're coming up with one. What what date is it? The fifteenth. It's next oh. week. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which I'm I'm super excited for that one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no. So part of the part of the goal in the beginning of this whole process was to create music that would work no matter what in every episode, mm-hmm. um, just to sort of help production move along and help everything be smooth and so you know the first episode the first episode or two i was you know i was really involved with sort of you know editing all the tracks in and making sure everything synced up but like past that um you know they they've got the formula down true and they have they have the tracks from me they have everything that they need so like past that i haven't been too, i haven't been too involved in the actual like editing process or anything like that because you know as a as a composer i i did my job and the the music works in in the formula of what they what they make and so um you know they they informed me you know what what each episode and everything was going to be in the beginning and sort of did that um i think the the most intimidating part of this whole thing for me was like figuring out all this music and we got to a point where like Jack and Chris were super happy with it and everything was good and then I think you know the most intimidating part of it for me was when every like my music got sent up the chain at Universal yeah and people <laughs> people at NBC Universal were listening to it on their computers and and approved it and it was smooth but it was just like <laughs> holy crap like that's that's crazy that that music i made just just made that journey and so that was that was a little intimidating but but also like post that i i feel good like once it was approved i was like yes so yeah yeah yeah, um, I, I actually did have a question about that in a way. Like, I didn't know because, you know, you are dealing with Jurassic themes in some of the stuff you've made um, or Jurassic styles. Mm-hmm. Is, was there any, like, you know, hesitation from Universal on certain aspects? Or, like, did they ever make you change anything at all from, like, 
you know, oh, that's too close to because you know it's tricky with with the with scores and stuff like that. That's why we don't have releases of everything. Um, it's because these themes are you know copyrighted somewhere and somebody owns the rights and stuff, so it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that the whole world there is complicated. Um, I didn't didn't encounter that too much with this, just because Good. you know in the in the beginning before I really got started on anything, I I asked Jack and Chris, I was like, are are Jurassic themes on the table? Are they not? <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And they were like, I I don't remember their exact answer, but their answer was, you know, stay away from like quoting themes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, excuse me, but um, like make it make it feel Jurassic. Like do do as much as you can to make it feel Jurassic. And um, yeah, which is you know the the brass swells and the the flute runs in that middle section. Those are those are my effort at making it feel Jurassic without like directly quoting themes. And like I think. I think the reason I say it worked is because like I I presented Beyond the Gates like to a I uh was a guest in a film music class and we talked about Beyond the Gates a little bit. I think this was like back in February or March and like we played the episode over Zoom and you know everyone listened and like some of them were like you know that I, I think I heard like a, a Jurassic theme in there. I heard something and I was <laughs> like, I promise you, I promise you, you didn't because I was like strictly not allowed to do that. <laughs> but like, that, like I wanted that tell, to get that close. Makes, yeah. That, that makes me feel better like, yeah. as a composer with what I did, because like I, I did everything I possibly could to make it feel Jurassic with those instruments yeah. and the timing and everything. And that's, so. that's what you want from anything, you know, anything in the Jurassic sphere, you want it to sound like it came from that world. And, uh, and yeah. it definitely does. Um, but well, let's go back to the, the outro portion that we played earlier. So, um, yeah. so, so yeah. Okay. So this, this comes in at the end, you said, and, um, I, so I love the the intro to this. So I'm gonna play. It's only a few seconds long. I'll play it again here. So, man, I love that. That you know that intro right there is so so Jurassic, right? Like you 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 kind of did like the Jurassic Park three where you like you 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 gave it that intro to the film, but it was like slightly different. And you're like, Hey, at least it didn't sound wrong. I feel like when I, when I watched Jurassic park three, I was like, Oh, Oh no. What what was that? But this, like this at least sounds like not dissonant. It sounds nice. Like it sounds welcoming and refreshing. I, you know, that I think that's a a new verb we're going to use on, on future episodes. You, you did a Jurassic park three. Um, (laughs) Which, which, depending on who you talk to, is a great thing or it's a terrible uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's but, fair. Um, <laughs> but, like, something I, I, I enjoy Jurassic Park 3. I enjoy the score. There are parts of that score that I don't enjoy. But something I do enjoy about that score is sort of Don Davis taking some old Jurassic themes and sort of mm. twisting them around in weird ways. Yeah. And it's, and some of them are like, 
you know, the first time you hear him, you're like, whoa, but like, <laughs> what do you, like, it's, it's hard. Uh-huh. It's hard to follow John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, so that's something that you do, <laughs> but like, so the, the outro there was, was the most fun to make just because yeah. I love writing for orchestra and I love writing brassy stuff that sounds like it is in a Jurassic movie. And so like the beginning of that is just calm strings that sort of rise. Um, and then you get the, the very, very Jurassic French horn, solo French horn, the, mm-hmm. I mean, the, da, 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 like, yeah. Which, you know, the, that's the actual, <laughs> the actual solo French horn thing is used in everything official Jurassic now that has permission. Mm-hmm. The, I, and I, my brain is fuzzy, so I can't hum it right now, but like, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, <laughs> well, we can do that later, but um, no, so that, the French horn thing in the Beyond the Gates, one, I was like, okay, solo French horn, like we, we have to mm-hmm. do this because it's Jurassic. Two, I was kind of like, what what pattern, what notes do I need to do? So I was like, beyond the gates. That's four syllables. So okay. I right. did a, a four a four note thing. Just and and the <laughs> the traditional <laughs> Jurassic solo French horn thing is is four notes. Yeah, here let's listen. Um, I think it, I got that right here. Yes. That. So, so there's that. Uh, let's <laughs> let's let's skip over to Jurassic Park three real quick. Uh, I uh, I don't know what I think it's the first track. Maybe not. Is it in this one? Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's like it comes in in a second here. Mm-hmm. Just give it a minute. Give it a minute. There it is. So that just yeah. that to me sound <laughs> always sounded strange. And then let me go to your your version here. See now that that's much more refreshing than than the JP three like. But I get what that's not what you're going for. The JP three one was like you know is ominous and and creepy and you know something is wrong. So yeah. they pulled it off. But yeah. when you when I first heard that in the theaters, I was like, oh no. But it's it is tradition in a way, right? You know, like you said, it yeah. has it's kind of something that you hear a lot, and it's it's perfect. It is that perfect thing that was created back in '93. It's like ominous it's it's curious and 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 it's there's so much wonder behind those four notes you know yeah and i think you know what is what's funny to me about that four note jurassic french horn thing being like the jurassic it's like the the musical marker of jurassic almost now it's used in Mm -hmm. so much stuff and what's funny is like it it doesn't it doesn't really appear in Jurassic Park or the Lost World, if at all. Like it's not in there. It's in the like the the version of the music that they play in like symphony concerts and it's in like the suite. But it's and I you know John Williams probably wrote that for the film, but it's it's not in the film anywhere. And so like it's it's in Jurassic Park 3 there and then it's it's in both Jurassic World films mm-hmm. now. But like 
it's just become this staple yeah. Jurassic music <laughs> marker, which I think is cool, but it's just funny because it's, it's not in the first two films hardly at all. Yeah. And so um, I know, I know the, we've like joked I, many times about the the different themes of, of the franchise, and like we, we we never even bring up that, but that like could be its own like I- identifying factor for these films. It's like this four note motif is is just as popular or big almost as some of these others. Oh yeah, well, and like, and I there is a sort of a a film com, a film music community explanation of that four note French horn thing which is that it's a like a ma- a major version of the raptor motif mm-hmm. the that yep. four note thing that it's sort of meant some film music folks say that the french horn thing is meant to echo or like reference the the raptor motif like they're yeah, sort I, of I they're both four notes i definitely think so you know i feel like it's, john yeah, john williams so. you know is has always been very good about you know, referencing and doing all those things. Um, more so back in the day, I feel like, you know, when he's kind of retreading a lot of the stuff nowadays, it's like, eh, I forgot about all that old stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So the, the, the beyond the gates fanfare, um, I wanted to be in the spirit of that French horn thing that is very, very Jurassic. Um, and so you have the strings coming in. Um, my, the way that mine is different, is the intervals of the pattern that the French horn is playing are different. The intervals are different so that I don't get in trouble. And <laughs> the the length the length of each note is just a little bit different so that it's so that it feels like the Jurassic thing, but it's mm-hmm. also its own thing. Yeah. So um hey, you, you yeah. don't want to get those YouTube copyright strikes. You know that's not very fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, and for for the for the music theory aware folks out there, the the first interval in John Williams' version is a fourth. The first interval in mine is a fifth. So there's there's that distinct difference, but they they feel very similar and they feel very drastic. But anyway, so <laughs> building on that though, the the little fanfare that comes after the bum 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 bum. Um, the the start of each of those little like sections after that are built on the four notes of the French horn thing. Okay. Like yeah. they are chords built on top of those notes. Mm-hmm. And so, which is sort of, which sort of was my process going into it. I was like, okay, I want like, these are the notes I would like to build on. Let's let's just build build the chords off of each note and come up with a fanfare pattern to close us out. And so that mm-hmm. that's how that happened. Well, so. when you when you were just singing that, I'm like, oh wow, that kind of it kind of reminds me of like the happy version of like rescuing Sarah, where it's like all these like impacts. He's like <laughs> bump bump bump. I like bump, that. I like but, um, that. You know. <laughs> I never like thought of it that way. I've never I've never had that thought. I like that. So. <laughs> that's awesome um so yeah i mean i i I don't know if there's anything else you want to put across i mean how 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 amazing just has it been i know you kind of referenced it a little bit but like having it out in the world were you like you know just sitting there waiting for this thing to launch and and how exciting has it been to see people react to these in general it's been fantastic just you know as 
as alive and you know excited as the Jurassic community is and has been for like the last five or six years, like and just you know me being a fan and being a part of it and then getting to do this and like getting to be a part of something that causes excitement for fans and like getting to do what I do, which is music and you know play that part and the whole thing has just been, I mean truly truly a dream like it's been so much fun and as a collector it's been very cool to see all the toys and but like the the craft and you know the the things that you know the the final products that jurassic outpost and chris and jack have have created with this are just like top notch and so it's been really just just an honor and a dream to be a part of it so awesome Well, congratulations again. I think I think that's a great place to end it. You can't get better than uh, those words right there. So, thanks again, yeah, man, thanks, for man. for for another uh, Dino score. I mean, this is exciting. We're gonna have another one out in uh, in the next month as well. So so keep your ears uh, out for that as well. But we finally have some yeah. details here on Beyond the Gates. Uh, this has been your after show uh, for for Beyond the Gates. So <laughs> you're welcome. <Yeah. laughs> But, uh, Caleb, where can everybody find you online? So you can find me on all social media at Caleb Composed. um, And you can listen to my music and tons of other stuff at CalebBurnettMusic.com. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening to the 290th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. And uh, a big thanks goes out to Caleb for joining me today for another episode of Dino Score. I love this segment. I love it so much. I love being able to chat with my friends like Caleb and uh, specifically today to learn about, you know, what exactly went into Beyond the Gates and how they made the music and how it all came together. It's so exciting to hear about you know, something like this, a fan project that has gone big, and it, it's really, really exciting that something like this exists. So uh, I can't wait for that final episode. Uh, may, I don't know when you're listening to this, if it's before or after it came out, but either way, I'm excited, and I hope you are too. So thank you again so much to Caleb. You will be hearing from him again, I believe, next week and uh, a few more times in, in the upcoming months. So thank you so much. And uh, I do want to go ahead, actually, next up here, and read a review from Apple Podcasts. So, if you're not familiar, uh, you can leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Pull out your phone. Uh, maybe, I guess, go to your computer. I don't, I don't know how it works over there. But just pull out your phone. Leave a review. You can do five stars. You can do however many you want. Of course, we prefer five. But you don't have to. However you feel about uh, this show and, and whatever kind of review you want to leave. But if you do leave a review, I will go ahead and read them here on the show. And uh, I want to make sure everybody is heard and seen. uh, And and I want to make you all a part of this show as well. So we have one here. Uh, This is from Fred Animations. And it says, uh, the title here says, Hello, Brad. This is (laughs) 12-year-old Michael. And uh, it says, Hi, I love your podcast. I've been listening to it for a few years now. I'm a massive Jurassic fan. And they made my entry childhood. Uh, also, I hope there will be the JP3 Spino versus Rexy in Dominion. 
Uh, and it also says, also, I was wondering what dino fight are you wanting in Jurassic World 3? Please read this in your next podcast. Best wishes, Michael. Uh, so there you go. Thank you so much, Michael, for, for saying that and for leaving a review here and for asking a question. I always tell everybody to just kind of say whatever you want. Leave a question. Leave a comment. I don't care. I just want to hear something funny, uh, inspiring, uh, just whatever you have to leave there. So we have a few questions here today. Um, and uh, or, or you mentions here that uh, hoping that there's going to be a JP3 Spinal versus Rexy, I guess, rematch. So that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot, you know, because there's been a lot of conversation about you know, the Spinosaurus returning, uh, potentially in Camp Cretaceous or even Dominion. And uh, there's always that conversation about the, the retribution for for the death of the, the T-Rex. And you know me, I, I love the fact that the, the, the Spinosaurus came out on top. So I don't ever need to see that backtracked. And I think that would be a bit of a disservice to, you know, this, the ongoing story. And, uh, and specifically whatever story they want to tell in Dominion. I, I don't feel like we need to necessarily go backwards and, and waste our time uh, on some, some potential story that we could be telling in, uh, in Dominion instead. But I wouldn't be opposed to maybe seeing something similar, I guess, in, in uh, like Camp Cretaceous or something else. I just, I don't necessarily think it's, it's totally necessary for, uh, you know, Jurassic to kind of revisit that. But I, I do like the fact that, that Dominion kind of already did that in a way with the, the Giganotosaurus and, uh, and, the, and, the, and the T-Rex at the uh, the preview thing that they showed off in IMAX. So they kind of already revisited that in a way with different dinosaurs there. But um, but yeah, as far as uh, Jurassic World 3, uh, you know, I think we, we have it. I think we know what we're going to have for the most part. Um, I, I think it's going to be, you know, the, the, the Giganotosaurus again. Uh, th there's a reason that they set it up in the beginning of that preview. The fact that the Giganotosaurus faces against the T-Rex, I, I think they're trying to make it seem like it's this, like, lifelong battle that, you know, the two have this grudge that they, they have to settle when, it, when, when, you know, you fast forward to today and these dinosaurs are probably going to face off again. I'm sure we're going to see Rexy facing off the modern-day Giganotosaurus and, uh, you know, hopefully Rexy comes out on top. So I, I'm assuming that's what we're going to get. Um... I, I don't know. I, it's hard. I don't. The the battles are fun and really you know interesting at times. But like I don't I don't necessarily need to see anything in particular or have anything in my mind. Um, I would you know I guess maybe we could see like some something with blue facing off against maybe some other kind of raptors that are out there. That could be kind of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's that's. Oh, you know what? I would I would maybe like to see like the classic kind of. T-Rex versus Triceratops thing. I think that would be kind of interesting to see. Um, so hopefully maybe that's on the on the list there. But I don't necessarily think that the Jurassic movies necessarily need to be dinosaur battle movies, you know, 100% of the time. So I know it's kind of what it's become over the years. But if it doesn't happen, that's fine with me too. 
But I really do appreciate you uh, leaving this review and uh, asking your question there. So if you have any more questions, feel free to leave them for the next Jurassic Mailbag. And you guys know, all you got to do is call us, 732-825-7763. We'll answer your questions there. Or you can uh, leave us a, a voice memo at JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you could write something in as well and uh, visit our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. And hit the Contact Us page there for uh, another way to contact us. So that is all I have for you guys this week. So thank you so much for listening once again. And uh, each and every week, you're, you're continuing to build this, this community and the listenership. And you're all out there just enjoying Jurassic Park, having so much fun. And I love it. And the hype, I can feel it. It's starting to build for Camp Cretaceous, for... Uh, trailers for both for that and for Dominion and uh, new toys and everything out there. It's going to be another fun, a fun time here for Jurassic fans, a fun experience, and I am, I am all for it. So thank you so much for joining us along this ride, and we will see you again next week. Be sure to stay safe out there. Be kind, please, please be kind to everybody that you come into contact with. And of course, as always... I hope you enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.